Shut up and sit down. I'm sorry, are we recording? <laughs> I'm picking Swedish fish out of my molars. Do you mind? <laughs> Welcome back. I'm just. <clears throat> I thought she was recording a minute ago. I was talking about gleeking. Didn't remember what it was called, <laughs> but it happened Open to me. With that. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people can control it. I can't. Really, it's mm-hmm. happened to me a small handful of times. Please don't force your glee. <laughs> We're facing each other. That's me constantly, especially when I'm doing my makeup. Like, I'll just sit down in my mirror and I'll just... <laughs> like a little snake venom. Oh, yawn. Oh, it's barely ever happened to me. It happened to me the other day and I was like, there's a word for this. Well, there... I just spit my venom. I'm so glad Gleeking. You know. I gleeked the other day. Okay. Anyways. Um, the, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Fun fact. We found the song. Fun fact, we found the song. We, we'll well, put it in either did we find it last no. time or this time. We'll put it in this time. Um, right now. He was swimming like he was 20. He made sure life, then he died. And his thoughts were sweet Jesus. Wasn't that, wasn't that horrible? <laughs> Here's what happened. She said right now that we looked at each other for a solid three seconds and realized we don't know how to edit the song in. <laughs> I'm about to figure it out, I guess. But no more than 15 seconds because we don't want to get copyrighted like anyone listens to our Oh, music? This isn't music. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact about Hannah Michelle Cron. Dang, son. I'm going to say your name slightly worse every time. Okay. Wait, fun fact. Oh, see, it's, I forgot the same everything. day, so it's like... I know. I've forgotten everything about you. Okay. I have mine. I need to go with Okay, I'll do mine. Okay. Fun fact about Aaliyah Grace Bishop. She, more recently than you think, not a child, probably like three years ago. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I don't know what you're going to say. She told me one night that she had a friend that lived in her room named Jeremy. And Jeremy was a spider. Mm. And... What she told me next might shock you. You'd expect her, her greatest fear would be accidentally stepping on him or killing him, but no, she told me that (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy's greatest fear was her eating him in her sleep. (laughs) This was two or three years ago. That's the fun fact. With daddy long leg with five oh. legs. Oh, he had, he struggled. He struggled. I had to let him go. You know, if you love him, let him go. Eventually. Well, Jer Jer didn't come back. Jer so. Jer, don't 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 pretend you. Jerry, mean, don't pretend that Jer Bear. <laughs> Ew, stop. Ew. Okay, I still don't have a a fact. Fun fact. It doesn't have to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I'm thinking of was like mean. Oh well, mine wasn't very that. flattering. It okay. wasn't inherently mean. But. Yeah, but I'm just thinking of things like. I can't stop thinking of the time where you kept dyeing your hair different colors. Oh. And then you had, like, a tri-layer of different colors. Like yes, black that was brown to brown to depression. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the time you looked like Morticia. I, here's the thing. I had every color of the rainbow on my head for a few years. I miss the black the most. Yeah. I, I, I miss the, it. I'm too pale, but I, I miss the black. Like I did. 
I had a goth phase, guys. Then I was a redhead. Then I was a blonde. What's the opposite of goth? <sighs> Preppy. Okay. No. Cheerleader, girly girl, like Trisha I had Paytas. Whatever that was. No, I did not have a Trisha Paytas phase. No. I what phase are you referring phase. to? I'm just saying my whole life. Oh. Yeah. I have like a goth personality, what is but that? A, a soccer mom aesthetic. It's not just depression. Yes. <laughs> but I, excuse me. Again. I also, nah, I don't know. It's just depression. <laughs> that I had seven days gone. No, because same. I guess I would have a goth personality too. <laughs> Poor goths. They got such a bad oh, rep. They're just trying to get <laughs> They're day by day. They're probably better than we are. Yeah. So, question. Yes. Do you. Oh, God. Okay. Associate colors with things? Yes. What color do you associate with depression? Either gray or dark, 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 dark blue. Interesting. Like, so dark, you question if it's black. Mm, smart. I just think black. Sorry. Mine's either, like, gray fog. It's, like, a little bit see-through. Mm. Or it's the deepest blue imaginable. Yeah. What do you, what do you associate it with anxiety? Yellow. Same. Even though yellow's my favorite color. Same. Wow. What's I don't even mean? have anxiety and I associate it with <laughs> <Wow>. yellow. <laughs> uh, what about, like, <clears throat> OCD? Green. White. I just feel like it's, Interesting, like, because it's clean? Yeah. It, it's, it, I don't know why it just comes to my head. I don't know why green. It's, like, forest green, too, I can tell you. I, I don't know why. What about, um, whatever. Uh, anorexia. Ooh, interesting. One I finally have. Thank <laughs> you for... Um, Mine is, like, deep purple. I don't know why. I would say white. Why? Because it's a clean slate. Elaborate. I don't I don't know if it's going to connect to anyone else's head, if anyone else even has it or has had it, but I feel like you wake up and you get to decide if you're going to eat that day, how much you're going to eat that day. It's clean slate. Or let's say you have a big meal... Then your brain goes, okay, just don't eat the next one. You're making it sound healthy. Well, I'm not trying to endorse anorexia. <laughs> I can tell you right now. You're making it sound fun. Well, you asked me to elaborate, and I did, and I didn't say it would make sense. Okay, well, it's funny how, you know, OCD is, like, being controlling, and that's white for me, and anorexia is Being in control, you. and it's yeah. white for me. So, Interesting. yeah. Like, what are, what are mental health conditions? What do I have? Oh, derealization. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Tourette's. That's my specialty. <laughs> that's my speciality. That's my speciality. That's already, like, blue. I think of it as, like, teal, but yeah. I think that is learned because yeah. the Tourette's color officially is teal. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it would be if I didn't already know I'm that. I'm trying to think. Tourette's. <laughs> Starts <What>? ticking. <laughs> <laughs> that's offensive to my culture. Drag me. <laughs> Put me through a controversy. <laughs> Dying for one. Aaliyah Bishop doesn't support Tourette's. <laughs> I do support Tourette's. I don't know. I mean, I don't support Tourette's. I support you don't... people who have Tourette's. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't think, I'm, I don't, I'm not like, hey, Tourette's, good job. <laughs> Way to bring her down. <laughs> Way to haunt her constantly. <laughs> um, uh, what is Tourette's? It's a weird segue. <laughs> no, not like, I don't know what color it makes me think of. Is it clear? <laughs> invisible. Is it invisible? <laughs> I wish. 
I keep. Going, I can make that I keep joke. Going back to like an orangey red, and I'm not sure why. You know what? I was about to say if it wasn't teal, I would say it would be orange or red. Yeah. Or orange or yellow. Like, I yeah. don't know. It'd be definitely warm. Be fire. Yeah. Be like your like eyeshadow. Yeah. Thanks. Maybe that's why I was thinking that. Also, sun kissed right next to me. I f- maybe that's learned too. <sighs> Panic disorder. Purple. My special is that just because. I couldn't tell ya. <laughs> because of fair color. I want, like, a, one of those brain people that does association, and yeah. it's all, like, really deep. I want one of them. Let's get them on the podcast. <laughs> Our super. Let's get a neurosurgeon podcast. on the podcast. Honestly. Dylan, we need to get guests. Dylan's, well, no, he changed, well, whatever. I would not trust Dylan to operate on my brain. <laughs> oh, dang. Sorry. Oh, he probably won't listen. Love you, Dill. I feel like he would, for, like, not show up. Oh my god, drag him, yes. He wouldn't. He'd show up late, but he'd get it done. I feel like he could do it. That's his motto. Also, he'd be like... Or he would, like, make a joke about it. Is this the Drag Dylan show? (laughs) No, I I love Dylan. Why is Van Dyke? Van Dyke Resources? Like, Dick Van Dyke? That's... You know, I I don't know, but that's (laughs) milkweed seed. Hmm. Butterfly weed. Surprise, I got seeds in the mail because I'm that girl. Butterfly weed? Like, marijuana? (laughs) <laughs> like milkweed. Marriage you'll want a house Like, <laughs> 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 how to each other. Excuse me? Marriage you'll want Can we get a cowbell for when we tell the worst jokes? <laughs> I can get sounds. Let's get an I wish, I wish this was the kind of recording software where you could just like put a just sound in. Right now? Yeah. And not post? Yeah. <laughs> man, what a world. <laughs> if only. Unfortunately, we don't have an editor. I am the editor. We're the editor. Are you going to edit out you dragging Dylan, or is that stayed? I don't know. <laughs> you want to just drag Go him. through and drag all my friends. Because I love how you know everything that I know about mm-hmm. them, but they know nothing about you, mm-hmm. so you can just drag them and they have nothing I mean, to I say. I don't feel like I can force a drag. I feel like it just has to come. Oh, okay. You know? So, like, I will take every opportunity to if here's you the want thing. me to. You, here's the thing. Forget David. I'm, forget David. <coughs> you drag Arthur a lot. Which is like, I don't have many lines with you. I don't draw a lot of lines in the sand. That's one I draw. But. Well, that's why I push it. How, that's like the only thing where I'm like, please don't. Mm-hmm. I'll joke about anything else. I'm like, please don't joke about Arthur. I want, you are very good at dragging Arthur. And you have really only ever interacted with him when I'm having a breakdown. And you like, compare notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um. Mm-hmm. That's, like, you can go for blood. See, I can go with anyone, though. Like, if I wanted to, I could be the meanest person in the world. Oh, I know. I could be that girl in high school. I could be the queen bee. I could rule. You could, absolutely. I could be like, oh, I care about you, and then be, like, stab you in the back. Yeah. And you would think it was your fault. I've seen it. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. With me, honey. Have I stabbed you in the back? Did you? I'm so sorry. I have soda coming out my nose. Did my back hurt your knife? No. Hold on, take a second. No. Uh, no, let me look at it. It's fine. Nothing could break my knife. It's fine, guys. Uh, I am good at writing Arthur. I think. Tell me why. Tell me, I have so many guy friends, so many who are annoying, who aren't there for me. Valid. First of all. So you just have more material? I just feel more comfortable making fun of him. Interesting. And I don't do it. I don't. I'm not. I know outwardly, you never mean to. I'm not outwardly mean about it. Like, no. I, no, I it's joke, in good fun. It I is. joke about things that are true. <laughs> yeah. And. Question though. Yes. Do you do it? 
because even though you've never interacted with him, he annoys you, or do you do it because you know I don't like that? He doesn't annoy me at all, actually. Oh, you're um, fine with him. You do it because you know it's gonna bug me. I do me. it because I know it annoys you, and I do it because I don't know for some reason in my head he's like that annoying like little brother. I'm just like, dang, dude. It's, because I think <clears throat> one way or another, you're both probably gonna be considered family in my life for like a really really long time so you're kind of forced to know about each other yeah i know a lot about him and i also know that sometimes he's an idiot yeah so, like, well, why you know. why not <laughs> he's like, less of an idiot now but you're, you're right you're right why not pick a he could no he can't pick on me oh you're untouchable i feel like I, that's that's another line where would you sand. even start though like where no would you, how would you even pick on me oh you couldn't simply because i would cry <laughs> that's see you make people too afraid to pick on you because they, crying is uncomfortable and i'm so nice also okay i'm sorry with the queen bee or are you so nice i said i could what be. persona would you like to take on today i could be a really horrible person but i'm not what's our time so far it's simply true 12 oh wow should we pick a topic and run with it okay after you because i have nothing well let's the only one we thought of would you like to, for your end, talk about the job or the school? Uh, well, I think... <clears throat> wow. I think both of them are kind of the same scenario. Yeah. What we were planning to talk about, we both have something that we loved, that made us happy, that we did for a long time, and that we didn't know was so incredibly toxic for us until we left. And while we were doing it, everyone in our lives was telling us not to, and we were like, you idiots, don't you see how happy this makes me? Then we left, and we're like, dang, I was dying. For me, it's soccer. For her, she has two examples. Mm -hmm. I think it's more flexit than school. I do, too. Because school was... School was... I kind of knew from the get-go that it wasn't really where it's at for me. For Mm -hmm. me, personally, there are people who do good there. Yeah. I just can't... I can't It wasn't for you. Do that. It's a, for a very um, specific sort of person. Yeah. So I would say Flexit is more my my story. So my story is I worked at Flexit Kathleen Bakery for a year. Who's she? And um, I loved it. I loved the job itself because I got to make drinks for people, which was really fun. Um, I loved the customer service aspect. I even got to like answering the phones and everything like that. But it's restaurant business, and it's very stressful, and sometimes I'd be working nine hours without a break or more, and um, even my breaks sometimes weren't, like, long enough to no. be considered a break. Um, and, we, then, and you weren't making enough legally, because you no, weren't making tips. I wasn't, I was making tips, but it was well, a, it was a, 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 pool. a pool yeah, per hour, so it did equal out to just minimum wage, but I didn't come out with any extra. Right. It was just like, you know. You just barely made minimum wage. Yeah. So, um, you know, there were things that were bad, and, and gradually over time it got worse and worse because my, my boss just wasn't, I he wasn't a good boss to me. I didn't. Um, you needed a different kind of boss. I need, I'm a very sensitive person, mm-hmm. and. It wasn't that he couldn't run a business. He, you I don't know. He you ran a business, but... Your, your personality and his personality didn't work well in a business setting. No, and I think that there were points where he he couldn't handle the, the stress of being on the front line, but he always wanted to be on the front line. Hmm. And he had really good managers and everything, but he just, he wouldn't let them do 
you know. Wouldn't let them manage. Yeah, which which created a lot of problems with me and a lot of other people. Turnover rate was really high, mm-hmm. and you stayed longer than a lot of people. I did, and I want to interject, and I want you to do this too. My perspective, outside looking in, and you can do that w- with soccer. But after like the six month mark, it started weighing on you so much that you weren't even you. Every single day, you would come home from work and FaceTime me in tears. Mm-hmm. You would cry almost every single day, and I would say, "No job's worth what this is doing to your mental health." get any other job mm-hmm. and you would be like but I love this part and I love this part and you tell me through tears yeah and it was hard because yeah. I think a, a lot of it was for me personally it <clears throat> kind of came back to like I felt like I owed him something I felt like by working there I owed him something and I it was a lot of like here's a male role model mm-hmm. that I need to not disappoint oh it goes back to father issues yeah yeah <laughs> Dad issues. <laughs> um and Although, with my own dad, I've been working on getting a rose completely, but I've gotten really far with them. When I was working at Flexit, it was like, I can't leave. And when, when he got mad or when he raised his voice or yelled, it was more of like a, per- it felt more like a personal attack. You took it very personally. Yeah. And he was just, he would have done that to anyone that mm-hmm. messed up. But, I mean, honestly. But do you, do you get it now that a job's a job and you're an employee and you can come and go yeah, as you please? Because you didn't at the time. It's just, um, it wasn't the environment of, like, a big business, because it wasn't. It was a stressful environment. It was stressful, but it was very close-knit. Yeah, so So that's worse. It wasn't, it wasn't as easy to just, like, cut off your feelings for particular things, because it was very close. Everyone was close. And, um, we hung out outside of work. We worked all the time together. Mm -hmm. And I ended up working a lot of times alone with Paul, because I always opened. Right. That's right. So, it was, it was... I can fault the job so much, but a lot of it was me and the fact that I couldn't emotionally... Um, it was where you were at, too. It was I, two yeah, years ago. I couldn't emotionally detach myself from the job being just a job. And mm-hmm. it got to a point where... And this part wasn't wasn't Paul's fault, but mm-hmm. the, they weren't understanding of my mental health. Yeah. And they weren't understanding of what I needed and what I needed when I wanted to go to school. And that does not... That does not lay upon Paul's head. No. Um, that was specifically other people. Some people just straight up have not dealt with that before uh-huh so and that's they're not being like, mean if you're in a work environment <coughs> mental health issues and they're not um appreciating that or make you feel bad for it get out of there Don't yeah stay well that's kind of what's telling you i was like you were like i can't be unemployed or blah blah, blah. i'm like no job in the world is worth the way you feel when you're not at work yeah. because it's hard because it, it you're not at work. You up for a while too yeah it's something i still haven't i still have trouble when i go into job settings because i've never had a one good boss one good boss at a job and even then it was still a stressful and awkward work situation mm-hmm. and I so I'm just used to having bosses that are just mean hmm. and bad yeah I've never had a boss who is respectful who cares who comes to me and has like conversations right. so for me it's kind of carried over especially staying at Flexa for a year and getting used to that kind of uh and not a not a respectful mutual environment like a I'm in charge you're my employee do this now right whatever and it's, it's almost and I'm not at all saying anyone was abusive that's not I'm saying it's the mental scenario of I can't leave because it's so bad Mm -hmm. it's why women stay with abusive men yeah and that was that was my thing it was I I felt like you know not saying Paul's abusive I'm saying it's the mindset in the woman who's in it that was that was all right and there there I I never really talked to him about it either which is also all on me there could have been a point where I'm like hey 
sometimes you talk like this to me and no one ever did to him mm-hmm. no one ever like came to him and was like listen that's not the best way to work right this and that lays with me that's my I could have done that that's something I could have done to maybe help other people right I was it also might have changed nothing and then you were still true stuck. but it's, you had two it, ways to go either it, way it, it, when it when it came to a head and I ended up having to leave it was because of certain situations so it not that like, wasn't your forever job no anyway. but so. it wasn't I wasn't in the position where I could now if I worked there mm-hmm. 100% wouldn't work there that long in that situation but I would also go up to the person in charge and be like listen you can't right talk to employees like this or mm-hmm. you're gonna lose them and you did yeah and um it, it's definitely made it hard for me to work in general yeah. get other jobs and um I think that that's why like but it's also something you can only do when you decide it's time to go. Like, no one can make you make that decision. Exactly. Thank you. It has to be yours. And it has to be at the time that you want it to happen. And sometimes... Amen. It would have been better if you'd listened, but it it's... When you leave something or quit something, it's a big decision. You don't want to have to, like... You don't want to look back and be like, well, it's so-and-so's fault. Or, you know, it has you to You just be summed you up make. me leaving soccer. Yeah. Because when transition. I left... Transition. Hands turn. When I left, I was... 51% happy with my decision. Mm-hmm. And I knew that was as good as it was going to get. Mm-hmm. I was never going to be completely, totally just wipe my hands of it and walk away. I'm never going to be there. So I had to, mm-hmm. I had to go. And this is almost like the real reason I left soccer. And I'm not saying I lied to the boys when I told them my reasons. But I don't think I really truly knew why until I left, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense. Let me elaborate. (laughs) I told the boys I'm leaving because, one, it's hella expensive. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that I had to go be an adult. Alexa, go away. Was Alexa here? She was. (laughs) I had to be an adult. I was... Going to practice instead of work, I was leaving a really good job. I was a manager in a job. I had 40 employees under me. I had a car. I, had a, I, I, I left it. I did not come back. I chose it over, I chose soccer over my job, and I'm like, adults don't do that. But I already had known before all that happened that I was leaving that fall. Mm-hmm. And I think I knew in my head I have to leave, and I didn't know why. And I looked at those two things and I said, well, those are valid reasons, so those must be my reasons. And that's the reasons I gave. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm gone, I've realized that's not the reason. The reason is it got to the point where it was bad for me. Because mm-hmm. I loved it. It was the, it was and is the happiest thing I've ever done. It is my happy place. Mm-hmm. It is my people. It, I wouldn't, wouldn't change a single thing. Mm-hmm. I think I left at the perfect time. I loved it. Every single second, even the sucky, horrible ones all year round, the stress. But I didn't see how horrible it was for me until I walked away. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, dang, I have not taken care of myself in six years or mm-hmm. eight years or however long. Because I would. Like, the gift bags took every sec, every spare second mm-hmm. I had all year round. Yeah. Specifically in soccer season when I'm busiest. Yeah. And I would skip meals. I would not sleep in order to work on these things that the boys then said, thank you, that's so sweet, and then they gave them to their moms and it was over. Mm-hmm. And I did that for seven years straight. Yeah. Why? I yeah. I don't know what the chicken or the egg was if I was going to stop taking care of myself and fill the void anyway, or mm-hmm. if I had that to the point where I just decided to stop taking care of myself. Yeah. I think from, from my point of view, like, because I was, 
I was like a system, unofficial system. You were a system manager. Yeah. And it was because a lot of it was because like, if I didn't go along for the ride, I would never see you. That's exactly. And I just remember from my point, like you, you literally, the amount of hours and of other opportunities that you spent making gift bags mm-hmm. or making signs was so much and I think the last couple years you were doing it I was done and I also I got lazier the last few years too and the fun was gone because it had been fun before even for me but mm-hmm. like I saw you steadily decline over the last few years and it, you were like stuck in the time warp like I was from the time that you like began soccer to the time you ended not much Different changed girl, but, but it, it like you were I was sadder, and I know I hit an age in puberty or whatever Mm -hmm. that if I was going to get depression, I was going to get it either Mm way, but I genuinely didn't know I had it, and I didn't have time to deal with it because I was like, the boys need this, and the weird part is my official role as a manager is to take stats and give it to the coach. That is it. Mm -hmm. I did not have to give articles to Chris Popper. I didn't have to bring food or blankets or gloves or a med kit or gift bags or senior signs. I did that because I wanted to. Because I, I loved them. Mm-hmm. They were my family. And they loved it too. So why makes me feel good makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. There was no gun to my head. Mm-hmm. I'd spent the whole year not taking care of myself. And then soccer season would happen. And they'd ask, like, you know, why... Like, I'd come to every practice. Why mm-hmm. do you spend so much time with us? And I'm like, guys, this is the least amount of time I spend on you guys. And it's the only time I actually see you. Mm-hmm. Because they don't see me going to work to have the money to go to Walmart to get the food, to prepare the food, to pack mm-hmm. the food, mm-hmm. to go to the game. And that's yeah. just food. I think you it's know? something that you, like, you got so used to it that, like, life without it... I could not fathom life without mm-hmm. it, and I thought it would... I genuinely thought it would bring me to my knees, destroy me. This last soccer season, mm-hmm. my first one not managing, it was the best one ever. I had more fun than I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I was telling Dylan last night, it's because... I showed up just like before, except I had zero responsibility. I, sh- I paid admission, I went in, I said hello, I went home. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that's why I like going to, like, track and other sports. It's because I'm, it's like managing soccer without the responsibility. I'm mm-hmm. just visiting. And I truly, this goes into just how bad my mental health is, I truly did not think anyone would be excited to see me or would still go out of their way to be my friend this fall because I was not providing a service for them anymore. I thought I was their manager, mm-hmm. and that's why they were nice to me the rest of the year. I know I know you're all my friends. I know that. That's just my mental health. That's a whole mm-hmm. other topic. <laughs> yeah. But I'd show up, and they would drop what they were doing and scream my name and come mm-hmm. hug me and be like, please sit on the bench and all this. Like, I was greeted almost better than I was yeah. as a manager because as a manager they expected me there mm-hmm. and they expected the things I gave them mm-hmm. in a nice way I'm not saying they're like taking advantage of me don't no. care that if I show up for seven well, years with the same things they're they gonna expect to me it, to and right. you got used to it and that you got used to that being your role and now your role is your friends and they're like my friend came right and I didn't I guess I didn't my insecurity did not think that would happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it if they said something I'd be like why aren't you still managing mm-hmm. And stuff like that, but I mean, from my point of view, I've spent the past how many years did you? I managed seven. I've watched ten. So I would say around eight. Yeah. Because I wasn't really there the first couple years, mm-hmm. but I've spent. I can't tell you how many hundreds of soccer games sitting. I know. Alone. I know, and it made me feel bad at the time, and I was so appreciative because I know you came for me. Yeah. So I would go with Hannah. We would go in the same car. There was a time we went on a bus. There was only one time we did that. Um, 
I would help her bring everything in. I'd help her set everything up. Half these seasons I was injured. I would pay a mission. (laughs) And then I would go sit on the bench. Not the bench. She was on the bench. I would sit in the stands. Oh, me and Track paying money to sit alone for four hours. (laughs) Alone. And then after it was over, I'd go over, help her clean up, bring all the stuff, and then we'd leave. And it was... For me, I loved it. Like, I thought it was fun. Oh, good. I didn't... It wasn't something I was dreading. Like, but it got to a point where... It wasn't the, I, I can't, you were like, I can't wait to go. You were like, oh, I got to do this and this. and I lost sure my you, fun. Make sure you get everything together. And I'm like, I'm like a literal pack mule. He's literally, because I was injured every time. bags over my shoulders. I have all this stuff. And and it got to a point where, like, it wasn't fun for me. Because, no. Not because I still enjoy watching the games. Like, I still go to soccer. I still love it. Well, right. The sport's but it was fun. Like, it got to a point where I was like, I wish I could enjoy it with Hannah. Because I've never, ever done that. Right. This year was the first time I've ever sat and watched a game with you. Yeah, and that was fun. And mm. the, I think the separation in my mind, my, I mean, as a, you start as a freshman, you don't know who you are yet at 15. Mm-hmm. My identity was manager. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I told people when I was crying in my car and they found me. They were like, what's wrong? And I'm, I said through tears, I don't know how to not do this. I don't know who I am if I am not the soccer mm. manager because I was held up on a pedestal. I mean, I knew every athletic director at every high school was like, Hannah, you're the best girl manager I've seen. Mm. And, blah. and I was like, Hannah and manager went together. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy managing. I did it as my job. I love it. I'm good at it. I chose to do it mm-hmm. for seven years, but I'd st- I stopped enjoying the managing part. I loved the boys. Every year, loved them more. Better groups of guys every year. My last year, the most fun month, two months of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I have never been happier. Mm-hmm. But I hated managing. Mm-hmm. And I think I loved, what I loved was going to practices because I went and I stood there for two hours. And I made sure Jack didn't kill himself because he was concussed. And I made sure Sam didn't touch a ball because he had a bum knee. Mm-hmm. And I had the time of my life because I wasn't doing anything. And mm-hmm. then it'd be, I'd go home and be like, God, I got to work on this and this and this and this before the game. And before the game, I need to go to get this. And then I have to go to the game. Yeah. So practices were kind of a trial run of going to games and not managing. Mm-hmm. And those were what were the most fun I've had in seven years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I lied when I told them my reasons for leaving, but I don't think I truly understood until I left and that was the first time I'd ever taken care of myself. And I mean, in that situation anyways, like, it's hard. I didn't give the right, I didn't give the reasons for leaving Flexhood that were the reasons because it's right. so hard to look at the person that you still, like, or people that you still are, like, I'm still emotionally connected. Right. And tell They're them my straight family. out, you're the reason I can't be here anymore because I'm so unhealthy doing this. Because right. I don't want that person to feel like it's their fault when it's mine. No, right. It was not the, it was mm-hmm. nothing the boys did. Yeah. They... They expected a lot from me because I gave them a lot. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my fault. Mm-hmm. But they can't turn off expecting that. They're used to it. Yeah. I, I made them soft. I made, yeah. as the years went on, they got soft because they knew they didn't have to bring anything for themselves because I would bring it. Mm-hmm. And then one person would be like, can you start bringing this specifically for me? And it would snowball into, I brought everything that a team should already have. Mm-hmm. And I'm one person. Mm-hmm. And I literally spent all of my time taking care of 25 people that weren't me. And then I quit, and I realized self-care existed. Mm-hmm. I ate, I slept, all these foreign things I'd never done, and I was like, dang, that's why I had to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what possessed me, if it was rock bottom or if it was an epiphany. One of those, mm-hmm. to know 
in the season, before the season started, mm-hmm. I didn't know it would be the two best months of my life. I knew that was it. I had to leave after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why, so I found reasons that were valid, good reasons, yeah. but they were not the reason. Yeah. It was like I was in a fog until I left. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, there's so much more to life than 25 boys when only, not to drag, only like 12 of them really, really, truly appreciate it or need me. Yeah. And that was kind of my same thing. Oof, like it. It was like bad did outweigh the good in the end because right. the 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 as many good happy moments as I have like I know the state it put me in and towards the yeah, end it exactly. was bad it was bad I was gone mentally I had I developed a mental health condition because of working at Flexit yes. because of the stress of it and that's when you have to really listen to yourself and um I waited too long oh same and but <laughs> But it's something, like, now I know so I can help other people recognize, like, okay, but, like, look to see where you really are. Like, how right, are you right. really doing? What is what is going to be best for you? It's a hard decision to make. And it's super hard. We all come, Especially if it's all you've ever known. Yeah, and we all it's come scary. It like was that. terrifying to quit. Yeah, my identity was I was a barista for a my year. My identity, yeah. I woke up every morning, 5 o'clock, rolled mm-hmm. out of bed, went to work. Like, not every morning, but I worked four days a week. Right. And that was a lot. And the days I didn't work, sometimes I hung out with my work friends or I mm-hmm. went to work anyways. Or I was called in. There was a time where I worked, like, 12 days in a row. Yeah. And, like, that became my life and that became who I was. Right. What I talked I about. I thought my life would be empty. I was like, what do I do all year round mm-hmm. if I don't have the bags and the senior signs to mm-hmm. do? I'm busy as heck now. Yeah. With things that bring me joy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I didn't know there was a world outside of soccer. Mm-hmm. That's not the boys. The boys literally never did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. They handled it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was me. I was so much more messed up than I thought. And honestly, if I'd kept going, I would have med- made them messed up. Yeah. I was, go- a couple of them mentioned, I was at my breaking point. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. I was exhausted. I was tired. I've been tired for eight years. Mm-hmm. I had to go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'd almost quit a couple times for different reasons, because the team sucked mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. They were mm-hmm. mean to me. But once I became the mom, I thought I was going to do that till I died. Mm-hmm. I truly did. I also thought that, and... <laughs> I mean, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that... I'm glad that we were both able to come to the decision we came to for different reasons, and I know that yeah. it's hard because there are lasting effects of the choice that, like, I made to stay too long. Mm-hmm. I had lasting health effects from that. Right. And mental effects, and I think it, it helps me recognize in my life more, like, oh, okay, I don't want to get caught in that same situation again, where yes. I'm doing something I, I love, but it's killing me. It helped me say no more. Yeah, or honestly. Even, even doing something you hate, but feeling like you can't stop. Right. And it just gives you the ability to be like, okay, here's what I'm worth, here's how much I care about myself, and I'm not going to push that aside for someone else. And I think it comes to a point, like, you have to put yourself also into the equation, like, I, my health matters more. I had never done that. Mm -hmm. There was a point, I told them I left, like, two weeks before the season was over. I'll make this brief, I know we're going long. Yeah. Um, and Sam joked, and I know he's joking, because that's all we do. I'm not blaming Sam, but he joked, like, thinking about it, he's like, man, without you here, I'm just thinking we're gonna bleed to death, and starve to death, and freeze to death. Way to go, Hannah. Think, you know, thanks for, and that's just us. I'm not blaming Sam, but I left thinking, Maybe I should stay then. Maybe I'll take it back because he's right. They're gonna, mm-hmm. it's gonna suck without me bringing every single thing anyone could possibly need in any mm-hmm. scenario. And that's my, that was how bad my mental health was that I was, even once I'd finally done it and I was relieved, I was like, you know what? He's got a point. Maybe I should just suck it up and keep doing it because 
25 teenage boys need me. Yeah. And then I realized, no, if each of you brought what you, you yourself needed, I would not have a job. Yeah. The reason you don't is because I was there. Yeah. So everyone bring a granola bar, bring a blanket, bring a mm-hmm. band-aid. I'm not needed anymore, yeah. suddenly. I think, it's, I think it's it's good for them also to be able to be like, okay, you know. I can, can take care of myself. I'm a big yeah. boy. I, yeah. they, they literally progressively grew softer. Mm-hmm. No one brought anything because they knew Hannah had it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just part of your personal anyways to be... To be I'm just the mom. Who looks after people. Yeah. And that makes it harder to say no or to think about yourself before you think about other people. And there are times in life where you just have to. Yeah. You just have to think about yourself first because you have to survive. And, um... I think that's through these horrible, horrible, great experiences. Amazing, toxic experiences. <laughs> um, I think we both learned that at a time that's a lot earlier than a lot of people do. Yeah. It wasn't into our mid-40s and we're like, oh, wait, what the heck? Right. Like, now I know going forward in a job, in a relationship, in any sort of decision I make, school doesn't matter. Like, I know my limits. Yeah. And I, know... I also know my worth now. Yeah. I had not thought of myself for seven years. Mm-hmm. I hadn't given myself a second thought. I was secondary yeah. But now I know my worth. I'm like, I know what I deserve and I'm not going to take less. Yeah. And which is huge for me. It's huge. It's huge for anyone. It's a, a thing that so many people have a hard time recognizing in general that, like, there, there is their self-worth. And self-worth yeah. is so important, especially when it comes to decisions of what you do with your life. Right. What you do for a job. Because I thought my self-worth was being a manager mm-hmm. and all the nice things people said. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, honey, my self-worth is knowing that that's bad for me and walking away. Yeah. And not going back, which is super tempting, because, you know, I've quit a couple times and come yeah, back, so... Exactly. So, we were, we're all kind of waiting for this one to stick, oh, but I won't let you go back, so... Oh, thank you. Well, see, what I did was I made merch, and it cost me almost $200, so now I can't True. go back. That was your final goodbye. I was like, you know what? If I drop 200 then I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hannah's last season. Um, anyways, we're way over. Way over. You're gonna have fine. to clip this down to, like, yeah, 30 minutes. I can edit out stupid stuff. Cool. Only, like, seven How long is it? Over. It's 37. Oh, that's fine. No. it was Make it, it down to yeah. 30. I think next time we should just, you should just set a timer on your phone once we start a stopwatch, and then you'll know what time we're at. Easily, because I can't see your screen. Yeah, I can see. I can see every little bit. This is pointless. Okay, also, <laughs> so we're gonna say goodbye. Let's say goodbye. I'm going to do the goodbye because that's my thing, even though I'm bad at it. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for listening to us talk about... I don't even remember what the first part of this was about because it was so long ago. It was really rambly and fun, and then we were like, you know what sucks? Mental health. Yeah, like 15 minutes, so for the past like 20 minutes we've been talking about that. And you know what? I'm glad we did, and I'm glad that we can... I'm glad we're healthier. Yeah, I'm glad we're healthier, and I'm glad we're at a point where we can talk about it and maybe help someone else. So... We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> I'm going to do an awkward outro every time. Eventually, I'll get it. That's, I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna, that's my brand. I'm going to cringe silently in the background every time. Okay, thank you. Um, and we'll be back whenever the heck we want to. Yep, keep you on your toes. You never know. Surprise. <laughs>